Hello, Patrick here. Welcome to 20 Minutes or So with a series of conversations recorded throughout the 2020 and 2021 lockdowns. Today, it's 20 Minutes or So with an actual doctor who took time out of lockdown to talk to me and Billy. It's the legendary Dr. Rada Modgill, who you'll know from uh, BBC Radio 1. She used to do the surgery, now it's called Life Hacks. Uh, a million Channel 4 shows, she does a column in The Independent. And, crucially, she is just a wonderful human being, as you're about to find out. Now we're going to speak to someone that many people, certainly in our generation, will regard as an iconic broadcaster, uh, a voice of calm uh, for BBC Radio 4 Women's Hour, Radio 2, Radio 5 Live, Asian Network, LBC, but most of you will probably know her from Radio 1's Life Hacks on Sundays. Did we mention she's also an actual doctor? It's Dr. Rada Modgill. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've never been described as iconic before, but I'm definitely going to adopt that. And I'm going to tell all my family they have to call me that as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're certainly iconic in, in our generation. Um, and since we last saw you, um, me and Patrick have wor worked with you in the past with Cross Paths. No one could have predicted what was going to happen. And, and being a doctor and a broadcast that has always sort of promoted and spoke about health and well-being. What has this last year looked like for you? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like everybody, it's been full of ups and downs and um, sometimes some quite big ups and some quite big downs. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just been really, it's been really challenging, hasn't it, to sort of deal with change and uh, you know, all of the different things that have, have happened to all of us. And I think, to be honest with you, I think I'm still catching up with it. And I think a lot of us are still catching up really with what it actually means, because we're still in that whole period of change. It's been, it's been really difficult, but it's also been really interesting. And it's been on my sort of tougher moments, I've sort of sat there and thought, okay, what, what can I learn from this? What can I take from this? Because I'm a bit stubborn. I'm like, okay, if we have to go through something really difficult, I'm determined to get something good out of it <laughs> i refuse not to so so i I've, I've tried to sort of learn a little bit more about myself a little bit more how i keep myself well and how um i can try and take my own advice which i dish out regularly <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think a thing we've all learned is that the importance of like taking a break and stopping and you know having a moment to ourselves as billy said in your introduction you're incredibly busy i don't even know how you found time to talk to us today how do you find like a balance between home life being a doctor being a broadcaster how does that work um i'm not very good at it <laughs> no I, so, so i'm i'm learning i'm trying to get better at it so i think the the one thing with me is i've learned about myself is that i really love variety i really love meeting people I really love understanding what people do and um, kind of just connecting with people. And I love um, adapting to different things. But having said that, I've also learned that I need to root some kind of routine as well. I do need some grounding and sort of some familiarity. So I do lots and lots of different things, mainly driven by that sort of love of variety and passion for for different stuff. Um, but every now and again, I think every sort of two months, I've actually got written in my diary as a, like, a little pause point to kind of sit back and go, right, what's happening? What are you doing? What does your week look like? Do you need to kind of readdress the balance? Because I think I, I often say yes, and then I find that the balance gets out of control. So I, I do try my best, but to be honest with you, it's a real learning process and it's something which is constantly changing and and sometimes it goes longer than a couple of months <laughs> and i sit there and i go oh my god why am i feeling so overwhelmed so yeah i think like everybody it's um 
it, it you kind of have to weigh up the benefits of that sort of variety and being busy but also you know sometimes we can we can end up being busy because we're trying to avoid something or distract ourselves from something so you know being busy is is definitely not a kind of badge of honor and i think i'm i'm slowly starting to learn that myself as well Mm. And during that time, uh, being busy, you've written so many uh, helpful articles during the pandemic on friendship, finding joy, community, family, self-reflection, uh, and such as using this time to reflect on our own personal core values, as you just said. So what have you learned about yourself during this time? Yeah, I need to take my own advice more. <laughs> uh, no, so I think so. Yeah, I think I've definitely learned the importance of sort of moment to moment choices. So literally in those moments of sitting there and saying, okay, I'm feeling this way. Right now, I have sort of two choices, I can either stay here and I can, you know, um, sit here and potentially feel worse or I could maybe get up and go for a walk or I could ring a friend or I could have a cry or I could put on some music and you know which of those choices can I take and which one is going to help me sort of either feel better or at least process that emotion and so I've really tried to break it down into really small micro things where it literally is what can I do right now in this moment that's not to say that I'm trying to make everything go away and to feel better but literally just thinking to myself breaking it down what is in my power to control right now? Uh, and sometimes I wasn't always able to do that, um, but, but I've, I've learned much more to try to be more aware of that and try and kind of action things to help me feel better. I think also for me during the pandemic, following you on Instagram has been incredibly helpful <laughs> because oh, you often you post these like tips or a list of things to think about. Uh, for how to cope or how to like get through it or how to deal with a particular lockdown or whatever i i started to think i was like is someone looking after dr rada she's looking after all of us but like <laughs> what is are you like as well as looking after yourself like who looks after you how does that work <laughs> oh well I, well first of all thanks for saying that because actually um i have to say sort of instagram and twitter and the, the stuff that i've posted during the last sort of a year or so has actually really helped me um because before i was on those platforms but i was commuting in and out of london i was kind of either kind of busy or i just didn't really realize the potential of those platforms or more to the point i probably also thought well maybe if i put stuff out there it's, it may not be helpful you know so 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 that the pandemic totally changed that for me and that i just realized that actually people needed some kind of support and some help. And so it kind of just got rid of all of that worry about, will it be helpful, will it not? And I just did it, which was actually really good for me. Um, but also, you know, a lot of those posts that I put out there have been about things that I've felt or my friends have been feeling. And so those posts are often related to things that are going on around me. So they've actually really, really helped me to express what's going on and to kind of understand myself, how I can help myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I am lucky in that, you know, I've got a really lovely family. I've got a really great core kind of group of sort of six or seven friends who I've absolutely relied on so much yeah. over the last year. So, yeah. Definitely, mm. definitely. Social media obviously get, well, sometimes gets a bit of a clout for being uh, quite invasive and we're all on our phones all of the time. And I do agree with a lot of that to an extent. And I think, you know, the world has changed in such a way that social media can be negative a lot of the time. However, as Patrick just said, it's helped him seeing your tips and, you know, people all over the country and in the world. Do you think social media has kind of been a positive thing during the pandemic? I think it's definitely... Um 
been used more for positivity mm. uh, than in normal times um, because I think people have really needed it. And I think um, what's been interesting is before the pandemic, perhaps we would say to people, oh, you know, um, create your feed, kind of, you know, block people that are not making you feel good. And we sort of hear that and be like, yeah, okay, you know, I will later, I'll do it at some point. But actually I think because the pandemic obviously really tested all of us and, and stretched us to our limits in terms of our own mental health and well-being that actually maybe more people were really cautious about their feeds and they actually did really look at who they were following really look at actually what was they were exposing themselves to uh, but i also think that you know maybe um with with in, in my case for example there have been lots of other people like me who perhaps haven't necessarily seen it as a space where people have wanted positive stuff um, and now that actually they realize that people do want it, maybe that that's created more opportunity for people to actually put it out there. And, and for people, I mean, I've met incredible people. I've met more people on social media this year than I have in my entire usage of <laughs> social media. <laughs> and they've all been really, you know, I, I, you know, because of the echo chamber, you, you tend yeah, to attract people, don't you, who are interested in your, the same kind of thing. But I've, I've met some incredible inspirational people like-minded people people are doing things with positive um good and so i do feel there's that sense of community so i think if we you know social media is what we make it and if we want to make it a positive space we can do that we just have to actually really want it and act on it when when we're allowed you should have some sort of party with everyone that you've met yeah, online, know, like a real yeah. life and go around like touch people like, oh it's amazing yeah, you're real yeah. I can oh touch my god you. you're in 3d do you actually <laughs> exist yeah I know absolutely let's talk about sort of the present and moving forward last week you posted about your return to the gym after approximately 421 days off you said hey, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> how was it tell us about it <laughs> It was really, really lovely, but I, I, so I don't normally post a picture of my gym bag. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> don't worry, everyone who's thinking, oh my God, why on earth would I follow this one on Instagram? Um, but I did that because um, I want to, I'm a real advocate of, of sharing um, how I feel in order to help people understand they're not alone. And sometimes I think doc, people think doctors are, um, don't necessarily go through these things, but I wanted everyone to feel that we absolutely do. <laughs> So I, yeah, I, I basically went back to the gym. I haven't been there since uh, the 13th of March, 2020, um, when I was doing a sport relief cycle there actually um, on that Friday. And normally I go about four or five times a week. Um, so I went back and I felt really, you know, really nervous. I mean, I've been to, I've been working in A&E as a GP, I've been out, but this was a choice that I was making to go back to the gym as it were, or a choice to try and go back to sort of normalish life. And it was really emotional. You know, it was really, um, I felt a bit nervous. I felt very emotional. I felt like I'd really missed everybody, really missed the kind of normality of it all. Um, but I absolutely loved it. And I was really pleased. I, I realized just how much I'd missed it, I think. Um, mm. And I also found a kind of fossilized Cadbury's cream egg in, <laughs> which was uh, which was oh, really that's interesting. That's a win. That's a win. That's, I mean, did you eat it? Um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> now we mentioned earlier how you've been giving people loads of tips throughout lockdown about how to cope and isolation and everything, but. One thing I wanted to ask, I was in the pub yesterday because we're allowed to go to the pub now and I was sat outside in the rain, it was fine. And one of my friends, I was with a group of friends and one of them was like, you're being uncharacteristically quiet today. And I was like, I think it's because I'm not used to being back in that setting of like, oh, we were in the pub for probably three hours and everyone was constantly talking and interacting and socializing. I'm like, I'm complete, it's like going back into the lion's den after a year of, of being on my own at home. Uh, like what advice would you give people for 
coming out of lockdown. Yeah, I think recognize that, you know, it's another huge change. And, you know, we've all spent the last over a year, you know, um, sort of sitting at home, um, being told not to go out, being told not to do these things. And now suddenly we're being told that we can, and that's really strange. So it's going to take time. It's going to take time for you to kind of get used to that. So I would say, you know, go slowly, go gently, take small steps, make sure you're not booking in like six, six social interactions in, in one week. For example, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Week. Um, recognize kind of don't forget the things that you've learned about yourself during the pandemic, because there will be some good things. So you know, what things did you learn about yourself that really fill you up, that restore you, that you really enjoy? What are the things you want to drop? Like hold on to those, make sure you're kind of carrying those forward into the future. But I'd also just say, you know, that our, our mental and emotional energy levels are really low at the moment. You know, we, we haven't, none of us have had a sort of a mental break or an emotional break from all of this. So, you know, when we're asked to change again now, moving forward, we are coming at that change from a very low emotional level, reserve level. So just be aware of that and go slowly and don't feel pressurized by other people to do stuff that you're not ready yeah. to do yet. I'm, I'm being quite cheeky because I've just asked you for some advice as a doctor about mental health. I'm now just going to ask you, seeing as we've got a doctor on the line, about <laughs> my physical health. Um, I'm about to do, and uh, don't ask me why, uh, a fi- 500 mile bike ride around Scotland. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes. Wow, exactly. Um, as a doctor, how, sh- how would you say that I should like look after myself over because it's over seven days and I imagine on day one I'll I'll do 70 miles I'll be like great I'm king of the world like what would you advise me to be doing physically by like day four like should I be stretching um I mean I'm not an expert in kind of huge marathon bike rides but I would probably say no neither am I that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) to me the main thing would be is to prepare well so like even before you get there like, have you got a proper training regime? Have you built up to it, you know, with expert advice? You know, have you done all that? Are you in your kind of peak physical condition? But I mean, I think stretching sounds absolutely essential to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely not a non-expert opinion, but absolutely stretching. I would have thought in hot baths or cold baths, cold ice packs, um, et cetera, et cetera. But good luck. Are you doing that for a particular reason? Uh, good question. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, we're doing it for fun. But um, I think by day four, the forecast is currently for it to rain every day. So I when think is this? it's at the end of May. So, wow, okay. Yes. And how's your training gone so far? It's gone good. We've done some, um, I'm going with my girlfriend, so we're having fun. And we've Maybe. gone for like a 70 mile bike ride every Sunday. I think it's worth it's... saying that Patrick's been training on a single geared bike. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had gears on my bike. So cycled. <laughs> wow. And what, L- gear, London to what gear have you got? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's equivalent of like fourth gear. Okay, so, that's, that's the one that I tend to cycle on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's fine. The other thing you say about having baths and stuff, we've got this. Have you heard of a massage gun? Yeah, no, I haven't. It's like a, it look, looks like sort of that long, and it and it just goes like <laughs> like that. Oh, like a little and hammer. You, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been using that. I don't know if that helps medically, but it's quite fun. <laughs> I, I think I think at this stage, anything. <laughs> anything will help (laughs) congratulations because again actually you know you're like you're setting yourself a goal you know something to do something active I mean like you say you're getting away with your girlfriend you're getting somewhere different sounds all good sounds like the kind of boost you need hopefully you have to let me know how it goes 
Yeah, I mean, you'll either see on Instagram that I'm like, this is the best thing ever, or <laughs> just a picture of me crying <laughs> in the rain by the side of the road with a flat tire. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, let's go back to you, Dr. Rada. Let's talk about your amazing career. Uh, anything broadcasting that that's top of the game nationally, uh, you know, nationally renowned, you've pretty much done, as we said in your introduction, Radio 1, this morning, BBC Breakfast, writing for Top of the Pops magazine, working with amazing charities, Mind, Public Health England, British Heart Foundation. Looking back, what have been some of your favourite moments? Oh, we're definitely joining Radio 1 because, um, you know, like, you know, we all grow up listening to Radio 1. I mean, mm. I used to listen to the surgery when I was at university. And so for me, and just, yeah, so exciting going into Radio 1 and seeing like, a live lounge in the studios. And, uh, you know, that was probably absolutely one of my highlights. And, and Radio 1 also is just such a good space for young people. And, you know, I... I can't think of another platform that actually um, has space for young people to talk about things that matter to them, like mental health and like emotional well-being. So I'm absolutely so privileged to be part of that. Um, and I think my other highlight was my CBB show with puppets, which was really <laughs> exciting, uh, which is called Feeling Better. And um, I lived in a house with two puppets and basically every episode was about a different emotion, a different feeling. So um, we would sing songs, there'd be animations, and we'd have a story around one of the puppets and how they were feeling. And that that was a real highlight for me because it kind of summed up everything that I'm about. So I love kind of making things better for people, particularly around mental and emotional wellbeing. I love being fun and having, having a bit of a laugh. And um, I also just love the sense of community and also just basically trying to make people aware of how important it is that we need to start talking about feelings from a very very young age so um it was very scary singing i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> yeah i can imagine uh, but i absolutely loved it it was absolutely incredible yeah okay. so it's probably my, my two highlights so far yeah D did you get to keep the puppets no unfortunately not <laughs> i'd love no. they just moved in with you, <laughs> you just oh yeah they're right here right now <laughs> they were honestly they're so real like you know the the puppeteers were incredible the puppet designer i mean just so much talent they were absolutely incredible that you know when i was speaking to them and listening to their story i would really feel the emotion actually so they really did become real for me they're absolutely amazing wow. Brilliant. Well, one more thing before we let you go. Um, and, we, and we do kind of our mantra for the year after 2020 was 2020 is that we're trying to make 2021 great and, and asking people kind of what is the one thing that you think will make 2021 great, whether that's being able to go to the pub or something you're looking forward to this side of Christmas, you know, and what do you think? What would make 2021 great for you? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. <laughs> that's a really hard question. Um, I think what would make 2021 great for me would be um experiencing one of those moments where perhaps you're at a barbecue with your friends or you're out somewhere the sun is shining the music is on and nothing else matters and you just feel utter utter joy lots of those moments are there in different contexts but i think that moment of just literally feeling like there's nothing to worry about would just make 2021 the best year for me mm. have you got a holiday or a staycation planned I have got a staycation planned. Go yes, on, indeed. Tell us. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so, so Peak Districts. Very um, nice. Nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. So a uh, bit of a hot, hot tub, hot tub action going on there as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of music. So, so yeah. I think. Do you know what those those simple things of like friends, music, food, uh, the sun shining, and just feeling like. Um, like I say, you haven't got a care in the world. That for me is uh, is what kind of we live for, really. 
Mm. Friends music and the sun shining. Uh, that's exactly what we all need, I think. So Dr. Rada, thanks so much for uh, chatting to us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. And good luck with your bike rides. Thank you. I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another one of our 20-minute or so with conversations. If you want to hear more from me and Patrick, then you can listen to our show on Islington Radio. Just head to mixcloud.com forward slash Islington Radio. If you want to get in touch, we're Billy D Paddy T on Instagram or Billy D Paddy T at gmail.com. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It was presented and produced by Billy Draper and Patrick Thomas. The music was by Cambo.